guys! Welcome to another episode of Cheap Thrills. I'm your host, Etheria, and here's your top stories of the week. And now, here's your top stories in gaming. Okay, so now that E3 is open with, a couple of things that I want to um, add to. First of all, why are people, and I'm not talking about Nintendo fans, because Nintendo fans know that um, Metroid, 2, 3 Metroids are just as good, if not better, than 3D Metroid. But why is everyone upset about Metroid Dread? understand listen I've heard multiple people on I wouldn't say podcast but I want to say like you know game cast or you know talks panels and whatnot try to like downplay this game. And yes, I know I didn't remember it. I can't remember if I mentioned it. But yes, that game is coming out this year. In October, in fact. And yes, I will be one of those that's going to play it. Because I know those games are good. I like the stylized feature of the game. But I'm more interested in the mechanics. And and they're talking about... Oh my God, why is people spending $60? Come on. Come on. Metrovania. Yeah, come on. This is where you got this from. This is the blueprint. And no, I don't expect them to be selling it for $40. I mean, have you seen how those, um, those, um, packages, those special editions has been selling out? I know I bought me one. That naughty dollar one? Yeah, I bought that. That's still case. Yes, I bought that. Um, moving on. Let's talk about Super Mario Golf Rush. I did I buy it for myself? No. Did I buy it for someone? Yes. Maybe it's because I'm not a golf fan that it didn't appeal to me. And right now, it is sitting at a 75 on the Metacritic score. Everyone likes it, but they're not, like, you know, screaming into the rafters. This is how I feel about that game. I think that it's going to do well. I think it's going to sell well. I think it's going to be max probably like one maybe two million it's it's a fun game i like the the boss rush or the um course rush i like that that's fun um i picked it up i played it a bit and i I had a great time with it 
And that's the best way how I can summarize my review of that game. I played a couple of courses. The storyline isn't as bland as I thought it would have been. It it will keep you interested. But again, it's I don't like golf. But I did buy it and I'm giving it to someone else. I bought it for someone else pretty much. Um I'm gonna read I, I, I'm just not like looking at this because I've always wondered why having Xbox or Microsoft continue that killer instinct franchise. I mean, like, that's literally money sitting right there. And yes, it did have a few seasons. But, um, someone's, you know, had a, um, an interview with Phil Spencer. Um, on the podcast, Dropped Frames. And Phil said... There are so many games in our catalog that we'd love to visit. The response we did with KI at the launch of Xbox One was fantastic. Can I be honest with you guys? I didn't like it. I love the original ones. I thought that Killer Instinct 2, they should have... They should have expected on that, but the reason why they didn't is because that old team at Rare became Rare Retro or Retro Studios, which, you know, who made the Prime series or Metroid. But, um, he went on to say, that he and Matt Booty, head of Xbox Game Studios, have discussed many times KI and where we would like to go with it. And it might be out of our minds, but in our hearts, and in our minds, that we want to continue to do something with KI. Pretty much what they're saying is, is that all of their big party or first party studios is working on these new games. They probably tossed that to a B. A B studio. I, and I, I wouldn't have no problem with that at all. It's about finding the right team and the right opportunity. But it's not due to any kind of lack of desire on our parts. And that is what Phil uh, Spencer said regarding that um, that franchise. I mean, guys, you can play it for free if you hang Game Pass. Maybe, I mean, I'm, I'm sure people are playing it, but I have not seen that game at any of the um you know the the, the e games event or like Evo and if they, I'm not saying that they're not there but it's just like they're not headlining right I don't think so I have not seen it I've seen it before but I haven't seen it recently Todd I'm going off on a rant 
Now, there are a couple of rumors that came out this week. One is involving um, Dead Space is possibly be, being revived by EA. They haven't said anything at the moment. Um, but that's possible. I, I cannot for the life of me remember the ending... Because I remember Dead Space 1 and 2 was good. I hated the third one. I hated the third one. It it went... The, the ending of that... Sucked. And I remember the technical, the technical issues that everybody was experiencing when this game came out. It was like, it was, you can tell that the original team left because the second one was so good. It was so good. And the third one came around and keep in mind, this game was heavily promoted and pushed. Boy, I remember when that game, that third one came out. And people were mad, angry. But um, hopefully, you know, we hear something soon. Uh, because you know that they are, you know, they're working on this Gotham Knights and this um Star Wars, you know. You know, those are like their focuses right now. And, um, but I just want the original team to come back and to like, you know, give it the love that it needs, that it needs. Cause I really don't want a, a, a B team to take over this. I mean, don't get me wrong. You can put in like your input because you may want to give it a bit of a twist but I don't want it to do, to to get away from that storyline that storyline was fascinating that storyline was fascinating it gave you like original aliens if you ever seen that movie it gives you that whole atmosphere that atmosphere oh my god I'm going on too much about this um hopefully they bring that game back and then there's this, I don't know if it's true or not, but the story of Ghost of Tsushima um, may not be over with. They're looking into um, making a standalone DLC titled Ghost of Iskama. Come on, I'm not pronouncing that properly. I know I'm not. Please forgive me. Um, but yeah, as you know, Ghost of Tsushima. It was a commercial hit. Um, everyone seemed to have liked it, and you know they're still working on that Legends. Um. Isn't it rumored that they're going to bring that game to the PC? They're going to bring that game to the PC. They're 
connecting to the PC, right? I think it's Aikishima. Aikishima. That's just a good thoughts of Aikishima. I, I think that it is. It's like rumors that have really... And I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they're going to bring that to the PC. Watch. They're going to announce it for the PC. And I'll bet you that they're going to announce Bloodborne. If Bloodborne goes to the PC, I don't know. I... I I don't really know what's going to happen with the PS5. I really don't. I mean, Xbox is putting all their games on the PC. But they also, like, you know, if you got Game Pass, you want a console. But to be honest with you guys, I don't hope that Bloodborne and, um... Bloodborne is not coming to the PC. I want that game to come. I want those enhancements to be applied for the PS5. I want that game at 60 frames per second. And Ghost of Shima, Ghost of Tsushima, you know that's going to happen for the um for the PS5. You know that upgrade is coming. I don't know. It's just it it puts people it leaves a bad taste in people's mouths if they do bring these games to the PC. I did get around to seeing that um, Sonic's 30th anniversary concert. I liked it. It was enjoyable. Um, you can watch it. I'm sure that it's on YouTube right now. Just probably look up Sega. But, um, Sony, I'm about Sonic, not Sony. Sonic 30th anniversary. You'll probably be able to find it. It was a good, it was a good show. Um. You see me, I'm trying my best at, um find something. Scarlet Nexus you know that's coming out um I need to look more into that game. Oh speaking of Sonic um Sonic is not going to be featured in Minecraft by the time you guys listen to this that game will already be available for um Minecraft. It's just like, you know, the same thing with, you know, how they did with, um, Mario. It's the same format. As a matter of fact, I'd like to play that and see how that works out. I miss, um, Minecraft. Well, it seems like Nintendo is going to be shutting down Splatoon 2 Online Lounge next month. And it's also removing it from, um, you know that app? Oh. I swear to God, they online chat feature, they bungled that. They bungled that. 
Um, but I think that the reason why they're doing it, number one, no one's not playing it, and no one's taking down the lounge at the moment. Um, but I think that they're going to, I think they're going to not have that feature in the third one. At least they better not. Um, but yeah, it's shutting down next month, as a, as a matter of fact, on the 28th. Um, I don't know what they're going to do. That game, you know, you if you go on that game right now, you'll still be able to find people to play that game with. Like, I thought that Splatoon 2, which is incredibly fun, I thought that that game will be done by now. But no, people are still playing that game. So, um, but as far as those features, that's done. Because I'm working on that third one. That's going to be hopefully hitting the Nintendo Switch later next year. Oh, yeah. Guess what? I don't know if you guys are still playing Overwatch. But the crossplay, yeah, that feature is um live right now. I don't think that is connected. Hold on, because I gotta make sure. Because you remember, like with the Xbox, that I don't know that platform lobbies shrunk immensely. See, people on Switch were playing more than they were playing on the Xbox. And you know that the, the PC world is never going to um, let that game go. There's just too much um, experience. And they're trying to get into that e, that e um, sport thing. So, yeah. But now you'll be able to go up against the PlayStation, Xbox, PC, and Switch platforms. And I did it on all of them. So you need to connect your um, Battle.net account to in- to be able to enable this new feature. I'm telling you guys, they're getting ready for that second one. I think that's why it was one of the reasons why it was delayed. Because... With this next generation, well, this this generation now, we're already in this generation here. Um, and especially that what happened with uh, Fortnite and Sony and all of them. This next one, they're all about, no, they're all going to be able to play together. All, everyone should be able to play together. There should be no sectioning off unless it's a... A first party exclusive but if it's not and as a matter of fact let me try to find out something else because now that I'm thinking about that because I'm looking at all of this and asking really weird question yeah but um when are they going to bring in um the next Street Fighter 
Because that's what I want. I want the next Street Fighter not to be a console exclusive. I don't want it to be in this console exclusive. I want it to be on all platforms. And the last bit of gaming news, Cyberpunk 2077 is coming back on the PlayStation Store. I, For what? They're still going to be working on this game as far as the bugs and whatnot. I don't understand why they're doing it. I guess they're just trying to get that money because right now you can buy that game for 20 bucks. But if it was up to me, I would tell them, I said, stop. Stop worrying about that and start focusing on these next-gen systems because no one's going to be playing um, that game on that system. You'll be a fool too. And that is... All of your top stories in gaming. top stories and pop culture I had a couple of things that I wanted to talk to you guys about so just follow me because there's so much Megan the Stallion and the baby Look, Megan, that was this interview with, um, that was this interview with one of the great R&B songstress of the decade, um, Miss Stephanie Mills. Tell me what you're gonna do with my loving, um, She was talking about, you know, the industry and how much it can take you and Eva. I think that um, Megan is really starting to see people for who they are. You can look at, okay, this is, okay, this is me reaching, but this is just how I am going to just relate how everything. Sweetheart, I can look at the baby. And I can tell that that is a, he is no good. I think that he is talented. I am not saying he cannot rap. I am not saying he's not a great entertainer. I just look at him and I can say, you give me hood that has talent and you don't have, um, you haven't left the hood. So, 
that was a song that he came out with. It hasn't been, you know, it's been leaked, so to speak. He had it with, um, what is that goddamn boy's name? Tory Lanez, right? I mean, God, I lost my train of thought. Um, the baby. The argument started that, um, I guess the baby and Tory Lane's cool now because both, because the both, now because both shot somebody and have done no, no jail time. And that is when, um, the baby, you know, he retweeted that. And then when he got confronted by Megan Thee Stallion, she was like, you motherfuckers are, y'all ain't no good. Like, y'all are some phony people. I said all that to say this. It's just like what Stephanie Mills said. These industry guys ain't your friends. They are not your friends. They are, it's a dog-eat-dog world in that industry. As a matter of fact, in any industry, it's, you can, you can, your friends are people who know you from, not from the beginning of your career, career, but like from the beginning of your hustle who's stuck beside you. Megan, you should have known that about dude. It's their opportunists. They have type A personalities. These people are not to be regarded in the highest esteem. And I'm talking about way up there that is gonna tie in with the next part. Here come, here comes, God, what is this man's name? Trick Daddy. Hopping on Clubhouse and then went to his radio station, his radio channel, and said that Beyonce can't sing. Now, there were so many parts to this, and... Was he capping? Yes, he was capping. When he put her against the Stephanie Mills, the um, the Patty LaBelle's, the the um, the Gladys Knights, the Tina Turner's, the Aretha Franklin, the Whitney Houston's, the Michael Jacksons, hello, the Prince, she cannot stand next to them. And keep in mind, this is all of his opinion. Beyonce can fucking sing. She can sing. She knows how to control her voice, her instrument. You can't fuck with Beyonce. And I won't allow you to think that you can I'm sorry. I'm not going to allow it. And I'm not a I'm not a wonderful beehive. But boy, 
why did those people go at a trick daddy? That trick daddy has this restaurant. Don't give me the line. I don't know. Somewhere down there in um, Miami. And um, part ownership. It's not his, but it's part ownership. And they went down there and on the website on Yelp. And started to, you know, give his establishment some bad reviews. This is crossing the line for me. Okay, guys. Beyonce can sing. She don't need you to tell. She don't need me to tell you that to make that true. She just doesn't. What you guys are doing is stupid. It's foolish. You are messing with somebody's livelihood. The waitress, the staff that are there, you are messing with their livelihood because Trick Daddy is irrelevant. This old geezer who had one or two hits come up and tell y'all that your faves can't sing? And y'all tear him down, but don't tear down his, um, don't tear down the people that work for him. Leave that man, um, y'all are just weird. It's weird. Beyonce is not running to Twitter. Beyonce is not running to her platforms. Beyonce is not doing anything to pay any dust to Trick Daddy. Why, y'all? Girl, let that roll off your back, just like she did. Trick Daddy had an opinion. Trick Daddy said that Beyonce couldn't sing to him. Okay. Trick Daddy came from an era where he grew up with the Aretha Franklins, with the Patti LaBelle. These women music stands the test of time. And he just doesn't see that for Beyonce. I do. I think that Beyonce music will be standing the test of time. But that's what he's saying. He's talking, and then he said that um Jay-Z is not one of the best rappers. He's a good rapper in um in New York. But not worldwide. And y'all gonna hate me for saying that, but I. I love Jay Z music. But Jay Z has never really been like my top 10. He's. I think that he's like. 11 for me. 
not saying that he's not great. I just think that I just can't see him because he's a. I, I, and this is just this is gonna sound so weird, guys. This is gonna sound so weird. I just think that if you are from New York, you get Jay Z. It's it's a regional thing. It's a regional thing. It's like with those South, girl, look. It's like with the Bay Area. The, the Bay Area, they got their rappers, and I listen to some of them. I, I be like, what the hell are you guys listening to? I don't know. I grew up. I grew up. When I say mainstream rappers, Mainstream rappers, to me, has always been the Tupac, the Nas. God, I dread saying Drake. And I don't think Drake is, I think Drake is 20 for me. I can't, I do not like that man rapping. I just think it's elementary for him. Um... But I like roots. I like um, something that the Kendrick Lamar's. I like. Well, I used to like J. Cole. I like. I like Logic first two albums. I enjoyed his first two albums. Um, here's the thing. When it comes to mainstream rappers, Jay Z is in his own category and I think that you have to be from New York to get it. Everyone acknowledges, you know, his come up and his skills and whatnot. We're not dumb. He is great. But in order to get that love, 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 yeah, you have to be from New York. And if I'm kicking it in New York, I'm straight up listening to underground. Hello? Because to me, underground hip-hop is the soul of hip-hop from New York. It's the soul. I think it's the best work ever. That's why I like The Roots. I, well, they're, they're mainstream now. But when they first came out, I liked them. I like Quillab. Quillab Triplet. Quinley Talib, I like him. I like Most Def. Oh my God! If you just listen to Most Def early work, that man got some rhymes that will shake your very core. And again, I like the early work, and the, the, the I love love. Um, the Wu, the Wu Tang early, early works. They are not to be fucked with. They are not. To, if you really listen to their stuff and really get down, like they're underground. Like I don't like. Really, I don't really care for like their mainstream, but I love their underground work. But that's just. That is Trick Daddy's opinion. 
come at Trick Daddy and just, you know, say, well, you don't know how to listen. Because Beyonce and Jay-Z are great in their own regard. See, I say all that. That's why I like um, Kendrick Lamar. You, child, please. Kendrick Lamar get in, pay his dues, and he dips. He ain't no social media. That's my logic now. Girl, logic couldn't handle those people. Cause, because I think their logic sold out. And they called him out on it. But can logic can logic rap? Yeah, as a matter of fact, he got a new album coming out the the, um, the young Sinatra um, early works, unreleased tracks that um he was working on. That's gonna come on. And then after all that, did we talk about Candace Owens and um? And, um, Azealia Banks? I don't think we did. I think last week we talked about, um... But before we go on to that one, because I want to I wanna touch on that. I think that that's interesting what she did. She dragged her for filth. Because it was Kaya against that, that other chick. Um... Chloe Bailey. Performed feeling good which had a lot of people in their feelings I saw the performance I thought she sang it beautifully I thought that her performance was okay goes right back to what Stephanie Mills said If you don't know what I'm talking about, um, there's this Stephanie Mills episode interview on The Breakfast Club. Go check that out. You'll learn a couple of things. When I saw this performance from Chloe Beatty singing Nina Simone, um, I'm feeling good, feeling good. I was overwhelmed by her performance to the point that I kind of was like, Chloe, you are built, you are coming into your womanhood, you are beautiful. And we all know you can perform. We get it. Girl, you are coming into your own. And we are throwing you your roses. Because she's had these issues with it. That being said. Your vocal skills on that song was incredible but no one noticed that because of the way you performed 
I believe I said this before. Chloe, we want you to be, we need you in love for you to be comfortable in your own skin. Girl, turn it out. However, don't allow your body and your assets to drown out your talent. Because what everybody was talking about was how you was gyrating on that stage and how they were getting their lives. But they were not talking about your singing. You sung that song down. But because of your performance, no one will remember that. They remember how you was gyrating on that stage. I say all that to say this. Girl, make a song where you get that and get your life like that off of your own music. When it comes to playing tribute, and keep in mind, Nina Simone was incredibly, like, you know, she was very exuberant with her sexuality, too, when she sung. But keep in mind, she sung her songs. You were paying tribute to one of the greats. some decorum about yourself. If you want to get on stage and gyrate and we will get our lives for that because girl you are too hot to handle in a good way. Girl make a song where that can be demonstrated and they can they can also appreciate your vocal skills. Your vocals at this moment is unmatched. But it's being drowned out and I don't want that for you. I don't want that for you. Because you can have both of them. When you plan to tribute to one of the greats like Nina Simone, sweetheart, do a little something, get into it, because you are paying tribute. You are not doing all that for shit here. I mean, my God, there are the greats who actually pay tribute to people who they admire. Use your talent. And pay homage, not your fucking body. I've seen this before.
And that's why people were upset about it. And I was disappointed a little bit. Girl, let your talent shine. Stop making it be drowned out by trying to impress. Girl, we know you. Girl, we get it. You are coming into your womanhood and you are doing it with flying colors. But when you're paying homage to one of the greats, just don't do it. And I know that sounds so weird. I get it. But like I said, sweetheart, everybody and their mama was sitting there talking about that damn performance and not your vocal skills. Everyone. You better ask someone, girl, because what they'll wind up doing is that someone's going to look at that and they're going to sexualize, they're going to eat you up. Girl, stop. I don't want that for you. You can have both. And your songs, girl, do all the job writing you want. That is your song. When you pay homage, sweetheart, don't do that. Perform with some decorum. And then, okay, should we talk about let's let's get on let's get on um Candace Owen and um Azalea Banks before we go into Britney Spears. Now. you you might not know this but I'm gonna let this know I hate that bitch Candace Owens I do I hate her I think that she is this she's a child nut this bitch tweeted out Juneteenth is so lame Democrats really need to stop trying to repackage segregation I'll be celebrating July 4th and July 4th only I'm an American Now, as you might know, that Juneteenth, Juneteenth was just passed as a holiday this past weekend. And so, Azalea Banks so delicately got on and said these very words. According to this logic, on June 4th, 1776, you would be enslaved most likely on the verge of starvation due to all of American food supply having been prioritized for the war, while you hand sew American flags and struggle to wet nurse some depressed 24-year-old white widow's sickly child until your nipples are chapped and dry. Whereas you will be whipped by her 80-year-old uncle for your own malnutrition and inability to produce milk, then sent to toil over the wood-burning stove, blistering your hands while being forced to make a pleasantly meal of biscuits and gravy. 
then only to be watched closely by her irate sunburn and whiskey salt eighty-year-old uncle to be sure you do not sneak a single biscuit or finger full of rocks for yourself. When I tell you that this woman got dragged, then she followed up over that same caption. After you watch everyone eat, you would be sent to do the cleaning up. Your last task will be brushing the stressed and balding white widow's hair to prepare for her sleeping bonnet. In a deep rest in her comfortable canopy bed, next you'll find your final descent down the stairs and out the back door where you'll proudly sleep on a bug-infested pile of hay in a six-by-four cabin you share with four other slaves. When I tell you, and you know she didn't respond, I can't stand Candace Owens. I think that she is a betrayal to her race. I think that she is like the bane, and her brother came out talking about critical girl. What is going? I told y'all about critical race theory last week. I don't understand. Why do they want people to be so stupid? She deserved it. Now. This is going to be. I, I think I'm finishing off with this. Because we are allowed to talk about. Um, let's get into this Britney Spears. This is a little bit of audio. I think, you know what, as a matter of fact, let's listen to it together. It's about 20 minutes, guys, so bear with me. I will be honest with you, I haven't been back to court in a long time because I don't think I was heard on any level when I came to court the last time. I brought four sheets of paper in my hands and wrote in length what I had been through the last four months before I came there. The people who did that to me should not be able to walk away so easily. I'll recap. I was on tour in 2018, I was forced to do. My management said, if I don't do this tour, I will have to find oh, an attorney. This is fair, this is fair. Um, I, just, I need to interrupt you, but my court reporter is taking down what you're saying. Okay. And so you have to speak a little more slowly. Oh, oh of course, yes. Okay, um, I apologize. Great. Okay. Um, the people who did this to me should not get away and walk away so easily. Recap. I was on tour in 2018. I was forced to do. My management said if I don't do this tour, I will have to find an attorney and by contract, my own management could sue me if I didn't follow through with the tour. He handed me a sheet of paper as I got off the stage in Vegas and said I had to sign it. It was very threatening and scary and with the conservatorship, I couldn't even get my own attorney, so out of fear, I went ahead and I did the tour. When I came off that tour, a new show in Las Vegas was supposed to take place. I started rehearsing early but it was hard because I'd been doing Vegas for four years and I needed a break in between. But no, I was told this is the timeline and this is how it's gonna go. I rehearsed four to four days a week, um, half of the time in the studio and half of the other time in a Westlake studio. I was basically directing most of the show with my whereabouts, where I preferred to rehearse and after 
choreography, meaning I taught my dancers my new choreography myself. I take everything I do very seriously. There's tons of video with me at rehearsals. I wasn't good, I was great. I led a room of 16 new dancers in rehearsals. It's funny to hear my manager's side of the story. They all said I wasn't participating in rehearsals and I never agreed to take my medication, which my medication is only taken in the mornings, never at rehearsal. They don't even see me. So why are they even claiming that? When I said no to one dance move into rehearsals, um, it was as if I planted a huge bomb um, somewhere. And I, I said, no, I don't want to do it this way. After that, my management, my dancers, and my assistant of the new people that were supposed to do the new show all went into a room, shut the door, and didn't come out for at least 45 minutes. Ma'am, I'm not here to be anyone's slave. I can say no to a dance move. I was told by my, at the time, therapist, Dr. Benson, who died, that my manager called him in that moment and told him I wasn't cooperating or following the guidelines in rehearsals. And he also said I wasn't taking my medication, which is so dumb because I've had the same lady every morning for the past eight years give me my same medication, and I'm nowhere near these stupid people. It made no sense at all. There was a week period where they, they were nice to me, and they said, I don't want to do, and I told them I don't want to do the, um, they, wait, they were, they were nice to me. They said, if I don't want to do the New Vegas show, I don't have to, because I was getting really nervous. I said, I can wait. It was like, they told me I could wait. It was like lifting literally 200 pounds off of me when they said I don't have to do the show anymore, because it was, I was really, really hard on myself and it was too much. Um, I couldn't take it anymore. So I remember telling my assistant, but you know what, I feel weird if I say no, I feel like they're gonna come back and be mean to me or punish me or something. Three days later, Jesus Christ, what is with the goddamn notification? about how I was not cooperating in rehearsals and I haven't been taking my medication. All this was a false. He, uh, he immediately, the next day, put me on lithium out of nowhere. He took me off my normal meds I've been on for five years. And lithium is a very, very strong um, and completely different medication compared to what I was used to. You can go mentally impaired if you take too much, if you stay on it longer than five months. But he put me on that and I felt drunk. I really couldn't even take up for myself. I couldn't even have a conversation with my mom or dad really about anything. I told them I was scared and I, my doctor had me on six different nurses with this new medication, come to my home, stay with me, to monitor me on this new medication, which I never wanted to be on to begin with. There were six different nurse, nurses in my homes and they wouldn't let me get in my car to go anywhere. For, for a month. Not only did my family not do a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. Anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad, and my dad only didn't know that I was told I had to be tested over the Christmas holidays before they sent me away when my kids went to home to Louisiana. He was the one who approved all of it. My whole family did nothing. Over the two-week holiday, a lady came into my home for four hours a day, sat me down, and did a psych test on me. It took forever but I was I was told I had to then after that I got off oh, um, I was told I had to then after I got a phone call from my dad saying after I did the psych test with this lady basically saying I had failed the test or whatever and whatever um, I'm sorry Brittany you have to listen to your doctors they are planning to send you to a small home in Beverly Hills to do a small rehab program that we're gonna make up for you you're gonna pay $60,000 a month for this. I cried on the phone for an hour and he loved every minute of it. The control he had over someone as powerful as me as he loved the control to hurt his own daughter. 
thousand percent he loved it. I packed my bags and went to that place. I worked seven days a week, no days off, which in California, the only similar thing to this is called sex trafficking. Making anyone work, work against their will. Taking all their possessions away, credit card, cash, phone, passport card, and placing them in a home where they they work with the people who live with them. They all, they all lived in the house with me, the nurses, the 24 seven security. Um, there, there was one chef that came there and cooked for me um, daily on the, during the weekdays. They watched me change every day naked, morning, noon, and night. Um, my body, I had no privacy door for my, um, for my room. I gave eight gals of blood a week. If I didn't do any of my meetings and work from ten, um, eight to six at night, which is 10 hours a day, seven days a week, no days off, I wouldn't be able to see my kids or my boyfriend. I never had a say in my schedule. They always told me I had to do this. And ma'am, I will tell you, Sitting in a chair 10 hours a day, seven days a week, it ain't fun. And especially when you can't walk out the front door. And that's why I'm telling you this again two years later. After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, it's a lie. I thought I just, maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry, it's insane, and I'm depressed. I cry every day, and the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't think how the state of California can have all this written in the court documents from the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing. Just hire, with my money, another person to keep and keep my dad on board. Ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing me when I said, no, ma'am, they should be in jail. Their cool tactics working for Miley Cyrus as she smokes on joints and stage at the VMAs. Nothing is ever done to this generation for doing wrong things, but my precious body who's worked for my dad for the past fucking 13 years, trying to be so good and pretty, so perfect when he works me so hard. When I do everything I'm told in the state of California, allowed my father, ignorant father to take his own daughter who only has a role with me if I work with him. They set back the whole course and allowed him to do that to me. That's given these people I've worked for way too much control. They also threatened me and said, if I don't go, then I have to go to if the judge publicly makes you go, the, the evidence we have, you have to go. I was advised for my image, I need to go ahead and just go and get it over with. They said that to me, I don't I don't even drink alcohol. I, sh I should drink alcohol, considering what they put my heart through. Also, the Bridges facility they sent me to, none of the kids, the, 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 I, went, I was doing this program for four months, so the last um, two months I went to a Bridges facility. None of the kids there did the, did the program. They never showed up for any of them. Um, you didn't have to do anything if you didn't want to. How come they always made me go? How come I was always threatened by my dad and anybody that participated in this conservatorship? If I don't do this, what they tell me to enslave me to do, they're gonna punish me. The last time I spoke to you by just keeping the conservatorship going and also keeping my dad in the loop made me feel like I was dead. Like I didn't matter. Like nothing had been done to, to me. Like you thought I was lying or something. I'm telling you again because I'm not lying. I want to feel heard and I'm telling you this again so maybe you can understand the depth and the degree and the damage that they did to me back then. I want changes and I want changes going forward. I deserve changes. I was told I have to sit down and be evaluated again if I want to end the conservatorship. Ma'am, I didn't know I could petition the conservatorship to end, end it. I'm sorry for my ignorance, but I honestly didn't know that. But honestly, but I don't think I owe anyone to be evaluated. I've done more than enough. I don't feel like I should even be in a room with anyone to 
offend me by trying to question my capacity of intelligence, whether I need to be in this stupid conservatorship or not. I've done more than enough. I don't owe these people anything, especially me, the one that has roofed and fed tons of people on tour on the road. It's embarrassing and demoralizing what I've been through, and that's the main reason. I've never said it openly, and mainly I didn't want to say it openly because I honestly don't think anyone would believe me. To be honest with you, the Paris Hilton story on what they did to her to that, that school, I didn't believe any of it, of it. I'm sorry, I'm an outsider, and I'll just be honest, I didn't believe it. And maybe I'm wrong, and that's why I didn't want to say any of this to anybody, to the public, because about people. I'm sorry, because I had to cut that off. But you get the gist to what's going on. And you can find this this full audio on YouTube. What because she requested that this be public. This industry monster. What her dad? What her Fuck her dad. Fuck her dad. Her fucking family? What what they're doing to this young woman? Well, she's not young no more. That's cruel. I hope Britney Spears get her fucking shit back and I hope she sue her fucking family and anyone else involved down. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. And I'm going to keep it 100 with you guys. If they loved Britney Spears, if her father loved her, Take her out of the goddamn industry. She had enough money. Girl, she came and told us that she she had... They stopped her from having babies. Girl. But they made her work. She can't, she can't manage her money. She can't manage her estate. She doesn't have the, um, the capacity to do, to do A, B, C, or D. But she's got to go make this fucking money for you? Sue they motherfucking ass and put their ass in jail. That is fucking abuse. It broke my heart when I heard that. I love me some Britney Spears. But my God. The shit. I can't even imagine how strong she had to be to do what she just did. Her dad, her mammy, 
and anyone else involved, they need they ass kicked. They need they ass kicked. And she may have, she may be dealing with some, some issues. No one ain't saying that Britney Spears isn't dealing with issues. What everyone is baffled by is that if she's dealing with these issues, why are you making money, making her work instead of her putting this energy into making herself better? She was supporting y'all lifestyle and that that couldn't stop according to y'all. That couldn't stop. It's horrific what they did to her. And now they're going to, like, they better give that woman her goddamn conservative hip and they better give her back her kids. I can't even imagine what their kids are going through. Sweetheart, if they are bold enough to do this to her, I know they will tell the lies about her to her kids. It's abuse. It's abuse. How the f- 13 years? They need to change that. They have to change that. That is fucked up what they did to Britney Spears. Oh, God, I know that there was so much more. I think that there was so much more. Um, Kevin Hart, shut the fuck up. No one ain't canceling you. You promoting a damn new movie that sucks. Yes, it is being rated good. Everyone likes it, but I think that it sucks. You suck. Um... Tristan Thompson, asshole. Come on, girl. We all knew that that motherfucker was cheating on you. We all knew it. We all knew it. You the boo-boo the fool who wanted to run back to him. Chloe. Tristan Thompson is a... That's community dick. Goddamn, this industry, these industry people. Makes you wonder how the hell is it keep going the way that it did? Britney Spears, I am sending all my love and prayers to you, darling. Get your shit away from them people. Britney Spears could very well be anywhere. But she needs to be there on her own terms. Get your money. Put those trust funds for your sons to the side. And girl, go live your life. 
And if that means that Britney Spears will not be returning to the spotlight, so be it. Those was your top stories in pop culture. It looks like we've come to the end of another great episode here on Cheap Dwells. I've been your host, Etheria, and I look forward to chatting with you guys next week. Be sure to visit JD Mint Collectibles for all of your Pokemon trading card game needs and gadgets. Again, that is jdmintcollectibles.com. If you'd like to write to us, you can contact us at cheatthrillspodcast01 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cheatthrillpodcast01 on Twitter. <laughs>